0: My name is Owen Walsh, and this is the Brussels Beer City Podcast. Each week, a fascinating Brussels resident invites me, your host, to their favourite Brussels bar, where, over a drink or two, we talk about the importance of the bar to our guest, their relationship to Brussels, what they love, what they hate, and why they couldn't live anywhere else. eagle listeners will have noticed that this week's episode is arriving on a Friday and not on the customary Wednesday. That's because on Wednesday this week, I was busy with the launch of my new book. Brussels Beer City, Stories from Brussels Brewing Past, is now available online and in stores in Brussels. If you're in the city, you can pick up a copy at Waterstones, Malta Tax in St. Gilles, Fermentings in Lacken, and Decora in Vorst. If you're not here in Brussels in person, you can always order a print or an e-book copy on Amazon. And the list of stockists is constantly being updated by myself. So check out Brussels/book for more information. I was especially happy to have this week's guest on the show. Herlinda de Marl is an illustrator and graphic design artist from Brussels originally, but now living in Greece. Herlinda is in fact the superb artist behind the illustrations that accompany each episode of this podcast. So I was delighted to have her on to talk about her inspiration and her connection with Brussels. In a converted petrol station in Saint-Gilles, we talk about what prompted her move from the Flemish countryside town of Hoogarden, of the eponymous beer, to Brussels, what Brussels offers that a Greek island doesn't, and vice versa and where she draws inspiration for her illustrations and her artwork. Enjoy the episode. Berlinda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, First question we ask all of our guests, where are we?
1: Uh, We are here in uh, Café La Pompe in Saint-Gilles or Saint-Gilles. Um, it's a bar that was previously a gas station, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Uh, that's why it has the name La Pompe. Uh, it's actually a very, uh, it's a common, common café, a beer café, uh, where people of the neighbourhood come together a lot. It's very cosy and a quite casual café.
0: And um, what was it about this place, or or maybe Saint Gilles in general, that sort of made your decision to choose this place today?
1: Well. um... I actually uh, used to live in Forêt mm-hmm. at the park, which is also quite close by, and there, at the time there were not that many option of options for like normal, casual <laughs> cafes, except uh, Le Bar du Matin and uh, La Pompe. Um, and I, I frequented it quite often with friends and uh, in general, yeah. I have a good bond with it.
0: Um. You said you used to. Now, you're the first guest <laughs> we've had on the show that isn't actually living in Brussels, but you are from Brussels.
1: No, I'm actually not from Brussels. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am from Hoherden, so there's another one uh-huh. here, though. <laughs> uh, it's quite close to Brussels also, but it's very rural. Mm-hmm. It's like a pittoresque, uh, typical... Uh, Flemish village on the it's on the language border border though so very close to Wallonia.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with it. Uh, fun fact: my mother-in-law lives in Hugarden. No way. She does. So um, we go there quite regularly. We usually get ice cream in the ice cream place <laughs> across the way from her house. Yeah, she I lives on the Main place, square, San yeah. Marco. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I also know the the owners of it. It's funny, but I I, I didn't grow up in the center center of Hugarden, but in like a, an even smaller community mm-hmm. so I'm like from the countryside <laughs> full outside in, the countryside full <laughs>
0: so how did you end up in Brussels then
1: um, so I studied in Brussels I came to Brussels when I was 18 for the first time but I actually at that time I didn't live in Brussels I lived mm-hmm. in Leuven um, as many of my friends were doing at th- that time I think it was still in my comfort zone I considered it a little bit like my my home um, but so I, I studied for four years in Brussels uh, at St. Lucas, uh, arts and design, actually graphic design It mm-hmm. was like the com- comic section uh, yeah. of the school, which is quite popular uh, because of course there's a strong link with the history of Brussels and uh, comic in Brussels and everything like that. Um, and it's actually after I graduated that I came to Brussels, okay. uh, that I finally decided You made the
0: big move to the big city.
1: Yeah, I was really tired of uh, living and the, the small communities. I wanted to discover something new. Yeah. And um, then I came to Scherbeck first, and uh, then uh, I lived in forêt also for a couple of months. Mm-hmm.
0: And how was that? I mean, because... For listeners who may not be aware, I mean, Leuven is a big university city, but it's a small town. Yeah, and Brussels is for Belgian size; it's a big city. What was the change like com- going from there to here?
1: Yeah, well, I always loved the the big city life actually, and I kind of miss it at this moment. Um, but I, I always enjoyed somehow being anonymous in the city and uh, always being able to discover something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I never regretted coming to Brussels and I, I kind of regretted not doing it earlier.
0: Yeah. Um, you said, I mean, you studied graphic design at the art school. Obviously, I'm interviewing you now because you've been doing the fantastic illustrations for the podcast series. First of all, thank you very <laughs> thank much. You. Wonderful. <laughs> I've gotten so much positive feedback about those illustrations. Uh, A lot of people have said like they, you know, especially in the beer adjacent world, which is what this podcast is on, you know, they're a bit of a breath of fresh air and sometimes design particularly in the Belgian beer world is not always, it's not always something that's really thought about. Um, So Mm -hmm. thank you very much for that. (laughs) Um, Where did the desire to go and do that uh, come from?
1: Oh, that's something that I've always had inside myself. So I think Uh, like I already knew when I was 16 or 17 that I was going to go in the arts direction Mm -hmm. uh, later on Uh, at that time. Of course, I was very brave and ambitious and now (laughs) I'm a little bit more uh, tempered, let's say, Um, so I'm more skeptical about it. And I also do see that it's not it's not always as easy or as uh, uh, yeah, it's not always what you expect uh, Mm -hmm. from it but it still gives me a lot of satisfaction and I I wouldn't be the same if I couldn't have that outlet.
0: And I mean, maybe you can talk a little bit, I know it's a sort of an amorphous question, like where do you get your influence or what kind of, how would you describe the style of work that you do? Uh,
1: That's always a very difficult question (laughs) actually. (laughs) Um, I think, as a kid I was very much influenced like I loved looking at picture books for kids so I think my love for illustration kind of started there together with a love for architecture for example um, I always looked, loved for example looking in Brussels at the art nouveau houses mm. and the art deco houses and take elements from that in my style so I, th- I think it's a bit floral and dreamy, yeah. uh, and in general, quite positive, but maybe with a melancholic note here and there.
0: I think that's. a uh, I mean, that uh, could just as well be a description of Brussels <laughs> a little bit, couldn't it? Um, but as we said, origi- originally from Hougarden um moved to Leuven, and then subsequently Brussels. But Right now you're just... So we're sitting here at La Pompe on probably the hottest September day on record. Oh my God, it's very hot. It's very <laughs> hot. I thought that maybe we would sit outside, but I'm, I'm glad you picked the darkest, shadiest part of the yeah, bar. Yeah, um, You're not living in Brussels right now?
1: No. I'm living in Greece uh, on an island called Corfu. Um, so yeah, I came a long way. Um, from Greece to, to visit my family and to be here. My sister is still living here in Saint-Gilles, so I, uh, I do some sleepovers every <laughs> now and then. <laughs>
0: um, and what have, you, what have you enjoyed in the time that you've been back? Like, what, do, what, what did you feel like, you know, the touchstones that, that, you, that you remembered from, from when you used to live here before?
1: Yeah, so I must say I, I enjoy a lot being back. I missed it more than I thought, I think. <laughs> and I the the last weekend, for example, was Brussels Gallery Weekend, and I we, I just did a lot of uh, wandering around and visiting the pretty hidden places in Brussels, and it was sunny and everything, so it was quite idyllic. And I did miss uh, the fact that um, I have many places to go in in Belgium in general, mm-hmm. uh, and to have that variation, that, w- that was nice.
0: Yep. Um, I mean presumably a Greek island has things that Brussels or Belgium or Hugarden can't offer as well
1: uh, Greece is absolutely gorgeous has some beautiful <laughs> nature you know I'm always this kind of person that um, likes to be where I'm not which okay. is not really a positive thing but I I think it's It's quite intrinsic to many people that they complain about uh, whatever is around them. So as long as it's new, I'm not going to complain about it. But after a while, I'll be like, oh, my God, but here there's no nature or this (laughs) or that. Uh, But so I do realize that. And um, of course, in in, uh, Greece, there are other beautiful things. But I really do prefer being there in spring or uh, autumn. Uh, rather than full-on summer because it's too hot for me
0: <laughs> yeah well you've certainly brought the sun with you today um as you said we're both melting and um, when when you're not here in la pompe or um as we were considering meeting cafe Beladon not too far around the corner what are the other parts of brussels that you like to enjoy when you're here
1: um i also really d- I do like sitting in a park, just like with some cheese and a bottle of wine or something like that. So I really like the the Parc de Forêt mm-hmm. and uh, the Parc Duden, which is next to it. Uh, on the other side, there is the Josaphat Park in uh, Scharbeck, which is also really, really cozy on a sunny day, full of people. Um, so that's I, I really do like to do that and then just I like to walk around and look at houses like I really love
0: architecture <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I mean something in the city doesn't have that sort of features quite heavily in your work or at least in the, in the work I've seen of yours is that kind of floral that nature is mm-hmm. that something that would keep you away from living in the city if you're ever to come back
1: mm. I'm not sure. I think as long as I would be in the neighborhood of a park mm-hmm. and maybe if I I have some some option to be mobile like having a bike and for example go go cycling in a forest next door, I I do like living in a city uh, as long as I I have that option. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um th- thinking back to your time when you were living here and now you're here for a couple of weeks, what is it ab- what are the things about Brussels that would Sort of make you, as you said, recoil. Be like, I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere else.
1: Uh, winter, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know it's really hard to think, but in about <laughs> two months' time, it's going to be wet and gray and yeah, dark outside. I, don't know.
1: I came here in the in like the time when everything is alive and buzzing. Uh, but I do remember the gray Brussels days, and uh, yeah, it's not always as nice and. Um yeah of course there is a, a lot of traffic as well which is often discussed in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true it's sort of a
0: recurring theme especially for yeah. cyclists isn't it.
1: But I I do see that they are working now on uh, having a better circulation I think yeah it's it's a slow progress but um yeah all the classic things are annoying <laughs> about Brussels I, I think it Everything has been said. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Maybe we can just talk about then maybe a little bit about the illustrations that you've done for us. Like for sure. You've obviously listened before anybody else to the yeah. to the podcast episodes. Like what if what, what was your approach in putting those illustrations those portraits together?
1: Um. What I did first um, was I listened to what you guys were saying obviously, and I looked at the. P- pictures of the person and uh, the bar but I also researched a little bit like the background of mm-hmm. the the speaker uh, of the guest speaker and um, and then somehow I think I hang I hung on to certain anecdotes inside mm-hmm. the interview to start to work with something I don't I don't know it's sometimes <laughs> it just comes <laughs> at a certain moment that I think okay let me try to do this yeah
0: I'm not going to ask you if you had a favorite person to illustrate because that's not fair, but you can always <laughs> tell me off mic. <laughs> um, something that I mean, we're always um, I'm always interested to know is like so, like what you're working on now, and let's say things that are coming down the line that you're working on that you're excited about.
1: Um, I just kind of finished finished a big uh, commission, which was like um, an illustrated map for to the city Toulouse okay. in France. Um and they wanted to make a map from which um, you uh, so to to indicate a, a walk that you can make in toulouse um, based on the fauna and the flora inside the city.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I did a lot of illustrations for that and everything, and it was kind of like I had to, um push my boundaries a little bit because I had to make a map, which is something that needs to be very clear and readable, but it needed to be fun at the same time. Yep. So I think that was interesting <laughs> for me, yeah.
0: Um and where can people find your work?
1: Uh on my website of course, uh or on my Instagram. I have a difficult name, so <laughs> I can <laughs> say it. Here. I
0: know I spent some time practicing it just to make sure I got it okay. I hope I did. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, it's herlinde de Marel and then dot .com. But I think maybe, uh, is it possible to put a link or something? Absolutely. Yeah. I always okay. put a link in because the show notes. Because if, if you don't, it will be impossible for the, for the listener to <laughs> fully but understand it, I think. Because
0: I saw that you just recently launched um, Prints for Sale. Is that right? Or uh, via, via I, didn't, uh, I
1: didn't launch it. It's via an online gallery called Muro. Uh, It's from Mechelen, actually, or Malin for the French speakers. Um, Yeah, so it's also a a cafe owner, actually, or like a lunch bar owner Mm -hmm. that wanted to do something differently during the the Corona time. uh, And they launched an online gallery for graphic designers and everything. So it's really interesting.
0: Okay, I'll make sure to put a link to that too. I mean, you mentioned Corona, maybe before we wrap up, like... How has that been for you? Because I know you've been in, you've been in Greece for a lot of the time. Has it been difficult with family back here? You know, continuing yeah. that connection.
1: Um, well, to come back has been really. I had I w- decided actually to wait quite a bit yep. before doing that uh, because I was afraid that they were going to cancel my flight last minute, or I needed to go in current quarantine or something like that mm-hmm. i didn't really want to do that so i waited until uh mid-august to come here and then i must say i didn't have any issues um i even i didn't i, I don't think even i had to uh hand in a paper or something it was kind of okay. like almost disappointing <laughs> <laughs> and
0: what's the situation like in corfu then because i know i mean at least early on in the in the crisis greece seemed to be doing quite well yeah and keeping true. keeping infection down how, how how was the feeling on the island
1: well, they, I think they were doing quite well because it was quite strict. Um, so I had to send a text if I was going outside, uh, for what reason I was going to outside. Uh, I was going to go outside. So um, they did re- try to refrain people from going outside a lot. But then they needed to decide. Okay, now it's or Corona or not having any tourists. <laughs> and for Greece, that's really not a yeah. good thing. So, obviously, they decided to open the uh, borders and now uh, there is quite some corona, uh, not, not like it is here, I think, but yes, it's definitely there as well.
0: Yeah. And will, you, will you miss the city when you move back? What? Will you miss the city when you move back?
1: Oh, yeah, I will miss it a <laughs> lot. Um, I really hope I can plan some city trips to Athens or Thessaloniki to in <laughs> Just order to,
0: to get the vibe <laughs> in
1: order to yeah do something um but on the other hand I also like I also do enjoy my life there and um, yeah
0: cool well as you know, given that you've illustrated every episode so far <laughs> the end of this the end of the uh, uh, the interview comes with a uh, quick fire around not not meant to embarrass okay. you um or anything like that but are you ready yeah. have you have you practiced have you thought about your answers
1: not really because okay. oh, you, you
0: have a head start on everybody else because yeah, you, yeah, you, you yeah, know I what know. happens <laughs> all right ready to go favorite brussels neighborhood
1: saint gil uh, Saint-Gilles. uh
0: Chatelain or Jules ball
1: uh yeah i do know every everyone says uh Jeux de Bal, but <laughs> i must say i kind of enjoy Chatelain as well it's more quiet and i do enjoy the the markets and everything so I'm going to say oh, many somebody,
0: somebody, had to. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, restaurant in the city right now?
1: This one I thought about a little bit, and um, I've only been there once because it's very expensive. But it's it was the the nicest restaurant experience I had, and it's Humus and Hortense mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a vegetarian restaurant. Very, it's epic.
0: <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I haven't been, and I really <laughs> want to. Um, waffles or pralines? Pralines. Zwangereki or Jacques Brel? he or Jack Brel?
1: Oh, uh, I I would definitely say Jacques Brel, but I heard I heard he's kind of a mis- miso- misogist, so. <laughs> um, uh,
0: you could pick I'm somebody else.
1: <laughs> I'm still going to say Jack Brel. Okay. It's just, his just into music is way, way better in my opinion. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Stomp or muscles? Uh, muscles. Um, Curs or pills? Mm, pills. Hey, Linda, thank you very much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) And that's all for today's episode of the Brussels Beer City Podcast. Thanks again to my wonderful guest, to all my listeners, and a special shout-out, as usual, to the excellent illustrators I've worked with on this season of the Brussels Beer City Podcast. Julian Kremer, a.k.a. Crump, for the podcast logo, and to Helinda de Marl for this season's wonderful episode artwork. Check them out on Instagram. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please do consider leaving a rating and a review. If you want to get in touch, you can email me at owen at or you can find out more information about me and the podcast at podcast. But until the next time, thanks for listening.